Hey there, thanks for joining us for the latest podcast from Resound Church. We really believe that together we are better, and our heart is to reach, send, nurture, and disciple people as they become all that God has intended them to be. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or head over to our website, resound.church forward slash app, to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. I just want to jump straight into it. Um, There's just one passage that I want to read. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you and just really unpack what God has laid on my heart today. And so the passage that I want to read to you today is from John 16, verse 33. And the context of this passage is Jesus is talking with his disciples and he's basically telling them, and they don't really quite understand it yet, but he's essentially saying to them that, um, he's going to disappear soon, that he's going to go to the cross, you know, he'll, he'll resurrect and come back to life and be with them for a short while, but then he's going to disappear. But he said that he's going to leave an advocate, a Holy Spirit for them to, to come and dwell within their midst, to guide them, to, to, to be with them. And so they're not quite sure. They don't really understand it just yet. But at the end of that little discussion, he finishes um, with this statement. And it's a statement that I want to focus on today. And so it's John chapter 16, verse 33. And it says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. And so I just want to share a quick little story that will kind of um, illustrate some of the points that I want to talk about a little bit later in this message. And so this is a story about my wife, Tori and I, and this is um, before COVID. So, you know, five or six months ago, if you can stretch your brain back that far. Anyway, it was one Saturday morning and, and Tori and I were like, oh, well, let's just do something fun. And so we kind of decided that we were going to do a day trip. Like we'll just go for a hike, go to the beach, get some lunch, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, awesome. And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll kind of plan it. I was like, cool, no worries. You just pick the spot and we'll drive there. And so she picked this spot on the Mornington Peninsula. She just Googled and found some hike we could do that could lead to a beach and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, sick, let's do it. So we just drove down there. Um, we parked on the side of the road and we kind of found this path. And it was not like a path that would be kind of advertised on the internet. So what I mean by that, it was kind of like just basically a bunch of grass and there was a path, but the only reason you could tell it was a path is because like people had trodden on it and flattened it. It wasn't like the government had put money into developing it as like a tourist walking trail or anything like that. So we're like, oh, okay, I guess we found like some secret local path or whatever. Anyway, so we start following it and we're walking there. We've been doing it for, you know, 500 meters a K or whatever. And we're just kind of having fun, enjoying each other's company or whatever. And we just kind of come around the corner. And, and, and as we come around the corner, we see like the biggest kangaroo that I have ever seen. Like it's the alpha male of kangaroos. Like its bicep is as big as my head. All right. So I have a big head. So that should give you a context of how big this kangaroo is. All right. And so we walk around the corner and it's just like right there. And so we kind of like get a bit startled and um, my thing is like, well, it's a kangaroo. Like it's not that aggressive, you know, what's it going to do? And so like I kind of see this path that we could kind of take, you know, like kind of bush bash it a little bit. And so I'm like, well, what, let's just do that. And Tori like doesn't want to at all because like it's massive and she's kind of freaked out. And because as soon as we came around the corner, it's like staring right at us. Right at us. So whenever we like step to the left or, or the right, it's literally just death staring. And like it didn't even blink. So I'm like, kangaroo or satan i'm not sure but you know that's fine either way 
we were pretty freaked out. Well, Tori was. I, being the man, wanted to protect her and, you know, keep her safe. And so we decided, we're like, right, it's a kangaroo. It's not going to ruin our day. We're going to have a fun day together. So we decided that we would backtrack um, and try and find another walking track or whatever. So we basically walked back the way that we came and... Um, we saw a bunch of cars on the road like near where we parked and so we're like, oh, this is a bit weird that we haven't seen anyone um, and so we walked like 200 metres up the road and then we found the path that we were meant to take, like that we found on the internet because I had like barbecues and benches and all that sort of stuff and we're like, oh, okay, this is the path that we should have taken. So we're walking on that now and like... Tori's feeling a bit better. She's kind of, you know, not as freaked out because I'm like, oh, I'm reassuring her. I'm like, oh, well, there's heaps of people. Like we saw, you know, families and, and people running and exercising and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, well, we don't have to worry about it. There's no kangaroos. They're going to be freaked out by like all the noise and people walking and all that sort of stuff. So we don't have to worry. It's fine. It's all good. Anyway, we were walking down that path for like five minutes or so and we see like a, like a kangaroo just like bouncing away. But it's like 30 or 40 meters. And so like Tori kind of freaks out a little bit, but it's not too bad because she sees that it's going in the opposite direction to us. And I'm like, just reassure her. I'm like, it's all good. Like it's the only one we're going to see. Don't stress. Like we're going to have a fun day. We'll go to the beach. It'll be all good. Anyway, like we keep following the path and it kind of gets to the point where it's like single file. And so... I kind of am ahead and Tori's like behind me just walking and I didn't know it at the time but Tori like hears a sound and I don't notice, I just keep walking and um, like the sound kind of starts getting a bit louder and louder and and, like Tori's kind of freaking out which I didn't know at the time and she so she like grabs the back of my t-shirt and she's like holding on to me because she's like scared. So basically in her mind what she is thinking is that there's a kangaroo that's like bounding toward her and is going to box her to death or something like that. Anyway, so she's grabbing onto me. We turn around and we look and it's basically like a 20-year-old guy in a singlet and shorts and headphones and he's just going for his Saturday morning run. But Tori had lost her mind and was like freaking out. But, you know, we had a fun day and we got through it and everything like that and um, she didn't really want me telling this story so I could get in a bit of trouble but that's okay. It's for church so no complaints here. But the reason why I tell you this story is I feel like that's something that we sometimes do in our relationship with God. You know, because common sense tells you that a kangaroo is not going to run after you on a path and try and, I don't know, box you to death or whatever. Like people feed them in zoos. They're not like an aggressive animal. But I think that sometimes we can do that with our relationship with God. You know, we might spend time in the word or in his presence or whatever. And he gives us something. He's like, all right, don't worry about today. I've got you in the palm of my hand. I love you or whatever it might be. God gives us something. And that's like, okay, cool. Awesome. I'm going to hold on to that word today. And then we go into work or a situation, whatever. And the situation doesn't work out the way that we want it to. And all of a sudden, we forget the word that God's told us. And we're much more focused on the issue in front of us or what's causing us trouble or pain or hurt or whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden, God's word is in the back of our mind. And it's the last thing that we're thinking about. And those are the couple of things that I want to share about. You know that passage, John 16, 33, says, I have told you these things so that you may have peace in the world. You In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. There's three things that I quickly wanted to share um, about that passage. The first thing it says is that I have told you these things so that you may have peace. What's interesting is the way that it's written. It says, may have peace. It's not that you will have peace, but you may have peace. 
What that means is it doesn't mean that God's like, oh, I'm only going to selectively give it out to people that want peace. Tori, you want peace from not being afraid of kangaroos? Bad luck. God's not going to give it to you. No, that's not the way that God works. The way that it works is that God is holding out his hand and he's like, yeah, I've got peace for you. All you got to do is just ask for it. The way I kind of imagine it is that God's um, like a gentleman and he's not going to give me something unless I ask for it. He's not going to force it onto me that he's going to ask me and say, Mitch, do you want peace? Do you want this? He's simply holding out his hand and saying, here, you can have it. And I want to go to the second part of that verse or the middle part says, in this world, you will have trouble. It's interesting that you may have peace. Peace seems to be an option whether we choose it or not. Trouble is not optional. And I think that we all know that that's quite true, but I think that was just God, uh, sorry, Jesus reassuring the disciples and say, hey, stuff is going to go wrong. Life is going to get messy. As a Christian, you're going to get hurt. You might get betrayed. Things are just going to happen. All right. Stuff's going to just not work out the way that you want it to. But then he finishes with that encouraging statement. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. And I don't know which one of those different categories that you fit into as you're watching this today. Um, it might be you might be in that first category. You might be you might have peace, but when trouble comes or when a situation goes wrong, all of a sudden you forget about it, just like Tori did with the kangaroo. It might be like, okay, I, I know that God loves me. I know that. God wants the best for me and I know that his love is all that matters but when a situation goes wrong or you get hurt or rejected or bitterness enters then all of a sudden that thought goes to the back of your mind. Maybe you're like that, I don't know, but maybe you're not like that, maybe you're more like the end of that passage. Maybe you're encouraged because you know that God has overcome the world. You know that God has got you in the palm of your hand, he's got a plan, a purpose for your life that he loves you and whatever goes wrong or right. All that matters is that you know that you're a son and a daughter of the living God. Maybe that's what you're focused on and that's awesome. But I want to share a couple of thoughts about those two different things. But if you're in that first box or that first category, that you're kind of struggling with that area of peace, that you get more focused on what's going wrong in the world or wrong in your situations rather than the peace that God wants to give you. I just want to share two quick thoughts about that. The first is that this... Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the abundance of Christ. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the abundance of Christ. You know, it says in this passage, and it's mentioned numerous times throughout the scripture, is that just because you have a Christian doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect life. In fact, that's one of the things that we say at youth whenever we do a salvation call or whatever it might be. That just because you entered in a relationship with God doesn't mean that your life's going to be perfect, but the promise that God makes in His Word is never to leave you, never to forsake you. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but the abundance of Christ. It's that we want such an abundance of Christ in our lives that whatever trouble that we have seems so insignificant and so small compared to the abundance of Christ in our lives. The second thing that I want to share with you about God's peace is that the peace of God is not of this world. So don't try and find his peace in things of this world. 
What I mean by that statement is I'm not saying like don't relax, don't watch Netflix, read books, whatever you do to unwind. They're all important things and we need to take time to rest, recover, do things that we enjoy. But God doesn't come from this world, so neither does His peace. You want to find God's peace, you've got to get into the Word. You want to find God's peace, you've got to spend time in His presence. If you want God's peace, there's only one way you can go and get it. Not from things in this world, but from Him. God's peace comes from Him alone. So I want you to remember those two things. If you are struggling with that at the moment, peace is not the absence of trouble, but the abundance of Christ. The peace of God is not found in this world. So don't go looking for it in this world. Go looking for it in the Word of God, in your time with Him. So if you're in those categories, please take hold of those words that God has laid on my heart and apply them to your life. I promise you that things will significantly start to change. And I don't mean your situation. I don't even know what your situation might be like. But I promise God's peace will be there right with you. The other thing that I want to talk about is you might be in that category in the last part of that scripture. You might be taking heart. You're encouraged because you know that God has overcome the world. You know that, that wherever you go, whatever you do, that God is still on the throne. And maybe you had a mountain. Maybe you were struggling with peace or, or bitterness or hurt or rejection or whatever it might have been. And God helped you overcome that, helped you get through that mountain, helped you move that mountain. And I'll say that's amazing. That is so good. I feel Amazing, like whenever I'm struggling with something and God leads me through that process, leads me through that pain or whatever it might be, it's such a relief to be able to come through on the other side. And if you've experienced that before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I want to say, if you have experienced that, if you do understand what that's like, then you have a responsibility to show someone else to do it. So show someone else how to do it. If you've moved your mountain, show someone else how to move the, yours, theirs. Maybe you've worked through bitterness. Maybe you've worked through hurt or rejection or whatever it might have been. Maybe you know someone around you that's struggling with the same thing. Maybe you can get alongside them and say, hey, I know what it's like to struggle with a mountain as big as that. But trust me, when you've got God on your side, that mountain seems like a molehill. And it's nothing compared to what God can do in your life. And so what I want to do right now is I just want to pray. I want to pray for those two things. Maybe you're struggling with peace and situations aren't working out the way that you want them to or you just want an abundance of peace. Maybe you feel like you've only got a small amount and you just want so much more. I want to pray for that. The other thing is I want to pray for is if you're one of those people that's feeling encouraged, you know God's on the throne, then I want to pray that you'd have an opportunity to share that with someone, an opportunity to get alongside someone, to encourage someone, to help move their mountain. So let me pray. God, I want to just pray right now for every single person that's watching this service that you see every need. God, you see every heart. You see every prayer request, whether we say it out loud or not. You see those of us that need peace, that are filled with anxiousness, hopelessness, loss. And God, I just pray right now for an abundance of peace to fall on people's lives. An abundance of peace, God.
Not an absence of trouble, but an abundance of peace. Peace that transcends situations, that transcends people, hurt, whatever it might be. I pray for peace. God, I pray for people that have, that have overcome their mountain, that have gotten through something difficult, that have overcome a challenge with you by their side. God, I pray that they would have the opportunity to help encourage someone else. Just like you encourage us, God, that we would go out and, and encourage others to get through their mountain, to turn it into a molehill, something that doesn't even matter. And so, God, I pray for that in your name. Amen. Church, I just want to say thank you for, for tuning in with, with our service today. I hope it's encouraged you. I hope it's challenged you. Whatever aspect it might have been that God has touched you in, whether it was the word, whether it was the worship, whether it was communion, whether it was Maddie's testimony. I just pray that God has touched you and continues to move in and through you throughout this week. But we've got another um, awesome service next week as well. Pastor Wayne is going to be preaching. It's uh, Father's Day. So make sure you've got your gifts sorted for next Sunday to look after your dad. If you still live at home, you can cook him a breakfast. Or if you don't, send him Uber Eats or buy him an online gift or whatever it might be. But for one day, let him know how incredible and special that he is to you. But yeah, church, have a blessed week. I hope this has encouraged and challenged you. Thank you so much, church. Hey, what a great message. Thanks for joining us here at Resound Church. We pray that you've been encouraged through the message and that you've grown just a little bit closer to God. While you're online, why don't you head over and give us a like on Facebook or Instagram or check out our website at resound.church. You can subscribe to our content on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or head over to our website resound.church forward slash app to grab our app, which will keep you up to date with everything going on. Well, don't forget next week, there'll be another amazing podcast here to listen to from Resound Church. We hope you join us then.